On the record on News Talk. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. Now we're joined on the line by the Minister for Children Integration, Roderick O'Gorman. Minister, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Gavin. Thanks uh, for having me on. And thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us today. Uh, we are told today in some of the Sunday newspapers that the Taoiseach uh, has opened the door to some kind of financial incentive uh, for people who may be willing to take in Ukrainian refugees. Uh, can you shed any light as to whether that might be the case or has there been any discussion on that? There hasn't been any discussion at cabinet level about that yet, Gavin. Uh, as you know, we've had a very extensive number of people uh, pledge either shared room in their their, their home or uh, vacant accommodation that they have for Ukrainian refugees. We've got got around 20,000 in, in total of these. It's, uh, I suppose, a, a real manifestation of the generosity of the Irish people in, in responding to, to what we're seeing happening over in Ukraine. Uh, look, uh, uh, this is very much, I suppose, it's it's a it's a show of solidarity by by the Irish people. Um, we we haven't uh, made any commitment yet in terms of, in terms of a financial support. But look, I think uh, like all elements of our of our response to this crisis, uh, we'll we'll continue to keep that that element under review. So you say it hasn't been discussed formally at cabinet. Has there been any discussion at all involving your department and anyone else about it, or is this the first you're hearing of it? There, ha- there hasn't been any any formal discussions e- e- either at cabinet or, or or between departments. Look, I, I suppose there, there's always, um, I suppose, you know, talk in terms of how we can continue to support the effort. Um, but look, this is something that 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 we can continue to 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 keep under keep under review. And as we fill out those pledges, uh, that that that's that's something we 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 can examine further. But you seeing it on the front pages this morning is the first that you've heard of it being discussed or, or being opened up to at all. Well, look, as I say, it, 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 you know, it, it is a it is a consideration, uh, but uh, but but no no formal decision has been taken as yet. Uh, how many Ukrainian refugees have arrived in the state thus far? So we've had twenty one thousand uh, arrive as of uh, this uh, this weekend, uh, and of those, uh, about thirteen thousand are currently being being accommodated in 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 state provided accommodation. So I think the uh, numbers arriving this week, I think, have have uh, lowered slightly from the previous two weeks. Uh, but we are also seeing that uh, while the numbers arriving might be slightly lower, the numbers who need state provided accommodation is increasing, uh, and more and more we're finding that those who, who, who are arriving may not have any links with the country already. They don't have relatives or, or, or family who were maybe already uh, settled in Ireland o- over the previous years. So when you say about thirteen or 14,000 are availing of state accommodation, where are they being put up right now? Well, the, the vast majority of those 13,000 are, are being uh, accommodated in, in hotels and guest houses around the country. Uh, we, we've secured about Three, over 3,000 rooms now at, at this stage uh, and uh, and that's the primary means by which we're, we're, we're accommodating people. We've also secured the use of a number of maybe larger institutions, former convents uh, and, and the like and we'll be looking to, to secure more of those uh, going forward and of course a, a number will, will be accommodated in, in, in pledged accommodation as well and that number is going to grow over the next number of weeks. Have you needed to tap into any of the other, the, the military style accommodation for example, the, the 10 facilities that have been made available at the Gormanston Army Barracks have they the likes no. of that been used yet 
No, we haven't needed to use uh, Gormanstown. Uh, we, we haven't needed to use Mill Street yet. Uh, we have, uh, in, in the last number of days, though, uh, had some reliance on a local, a local authority emergency accommodation, and the local authorities are working closely with my department to help us uh, in, in terms of the, 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 uh, the, the continuing uh, uh, arrival of, of refugees. I think, as we see it, you know, the, we, we've probably reached the limits in terms of the amount of hotel or B and B accommodation that uh, that we can uh, that that we can provide. So it's now looking at those other sources, looking at those um, th- those sort of institutional buildings, filling out the pledges, uh, and also looking at at, at at supports local authorities can provide. Yeah, I was just going to say that we're probably reaching a bit of an infection point where hotels were going to be full anyway. Because I don't know whether you've had a chance to read today's uh, business post, but there's an interesting spread across two pages about the difficulties that local authorities are finding. And there's an example of a director of services from Mayo County. Council who's spoken to um, Killian Woods for all of this and he had to stay late and work on Friday because the Department of Housing had asked every single local authority to find hotel accommodation for 75 people and as soon as they found 75 then the target would go back anyway because they needed to find a further 75 for this coming Wednesday and he was already struggling for that and, and councils are basically already exhausting any supply of like ready-made service accommodation they can find. Look, it's uh, the, the the system's under pressure, and and we're very we're 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 upfront with that. Um, we have had that real important help from local authorities uh, for, 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 for this week and, and going into next week. And, and that's really going to give us uh, kind of the, the, the flexibility we feel to, to get through the Easter period. Uh, I, I think after the, the Easter break, there probably will be some greater availability of hotel accommodation. Um, uh, um, but going forward, I think using the uh, y- using other sources, looking at uh, at, at um, the likes of of, of former institutions, um, revamping them, uh, look, filling out the pledged accommodation, and look, we also have to kind of look at the the possibility of places like Mill Street, where where maybe there's kind of uh, larger scale a- a- accommodation used. I-, I-, I know from from speaking with colleagues uh, across Europe, uh, in in many countries, kind of large. Um, large sports stadium and, and the like are being used kind of on a on a you know mm. medium term basis. Like I, I know in Poland, for example, you have a stadium there with seven thousand people kind of living there now. You know, in, in, with, with no plans to move them on. That's that that's the means of accommodation. So I suppose you know that's not that, that's not how we would normally like to see people being accommodated. But I think. Uh, we also have to reckon, recognize this is a wartime situation. This is an emergency situation. And uh, it, there there will be circumstances where the, the accommodation we provide, even here in Ireland, won't be, I suppose, the optimum as we would like to see it. But it, 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 right now, it's about providing security. It's about providing shelter to uh, to Ukrainians mm. when they arrive so, in our country. Just to be clear, and I don't say this with any level of criticism because you can't magic up full-time vacant housing for these people overnight. I mean, we all know that it's been difficult enough to do for, for people who are already homeless in this country anyway. Um, but you're saying that then within a couple of weeks after the Easter period, once you've started to exhaust all the service accommodation that there is, if people are going to a Mill Street or if they're going to a Gormanson, that might be where they're going on on the medium term indefinite basis because there's nowhere else. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think it is likely that some some of this larger uh, larger scaled accommodation will be into the medium term. 
Um, I think, uh, as you know, uh, at Cabinet last week, um, uh, it, it was decided that the Department of Housing uh, would convene a task force to look at those kind of longer term elements of accommodation, what can be found uh, and what can be created across the system. And I think that's really important. But in, 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 in that medium term phase, I do think that larger scale accommodation uh, will probably be, be, be necessary in the weeks to come. Um, the Cabinet was told on Tuesday that uh, you're only working now on the basis that about half of the pledged accommodation that's been submitted through that Irish Red Cross register will actually be available or suitable. Do you have any uh, estimation as to why uh, so much accommodation may be unsuitable or why people may be withdrawing their offers? I think we, we've we've made about, so so in total, just over 21,000 uh, offers of, of, of accommodation, either either shared or uh, or or or. or, um, or or vacant units. And I think our de- our department, working closely with the defence forces, working closely with the Department of Social Protection, we've got significant support in terms of engaging with those who've pledged. I think we've made about twelve thousand calls at the moment, so touch base probably with about half of, of of those. So I think in some cases we just haven't been able to to speak to the person who made the offer yet. Uh, so we kind of haven't been able to establish if that offer is is is, is still live or, or or has been withdrawn. In certain circumstances, maybe. Uh, um, uh, accommodation wasn't quite as described so in some cases accommodation that was said to be a vacant unit was was perhaps still shared uh, and that's just we've had to kind of maybe re, uh, readjust our, our, our expectations in terms of how many people could be accommodated there and in some circumstances people have just said uh, maybe seeing that this crisis isn't just you know a, 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 a four or five week crisis that this is something that is going to be into the the, the medium term some people perhaps just felt the, the 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 offer that they made isn't one that they could sustain mm. into the into the medium term well th- this might be another reason then why the idea of cash payments may be something worth entertaining and again this is um, entertained in some of the spreads in today's Sunday newspapers as well where people uh, you know out of the goodness of their hearts decided to open up a spare room but now find themselves with an open-ended financial commitment to these people because they've often come only with the clothes on their backs they don't have any other resources they don't have any other uh, form of income other than whatever state supports they have but they need to get themselves and maybe their children sorted out with full wardrobes they need groceries they need utilities they they need everything else as well and maybe a lot of people are withdrawing from that because uh, they don't feel like there would be any state supports for them well, look, um, you know, the, the this the 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 availability of, of of these pledges to to the state to be used to help us uh, accommodate Ukrainian refugees in the medium term is hugely useful. And if that was something that we were getting back in very significant numbers in terms of our engagement with those who made pledges, as I said to you at the at the start of of, of the interview, we'll continue to keep the idea of uh, of of potential payments under review. Uh, and if we felt that was something that 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 could make a difference, then that's certainly you know something that I could bring to government in in in, in terms of a, in, in terms of a proposal. But I, I think perhaps particularly for the shared accommodation, just uh, and this is I suppose getting the, the sense back from, from those on, on, on the phones. It has been just, I suppose, the the idea of maybe people living for, you know, months in, 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 in your home rather than weeks in your home, I think maybe has caused some people to, to, to reconsider their, their, their initial offer. Um, that then is likely to be the case for some of the other people who you haven't had a chance to follow up with yet if they do realise that this isn't going to be something where you're putting up someone for a month while they find somewhere permanent that if there isn't anywhere else permanent and if other people coming from Ukraine are going to be sleeping in the Mill Street uh, Greenlands Arena then maybe they're going to have to think about taking people in for maybe years if not months. 
Well, look, uh, I, I suppose we, we, we can't uh, we, we can't make any you know clear um, judgments in terms of of, of, of the length of time uh, people people will be staying here in Ireland. Um, but uh, look, uh, you know, we we have as you said earlier, we have readjusted maybe our expectations in terms of the number of uh, of pledges that 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 will. Uh, we will be able to take up uh, ultimately, but then again, you know, you have to recognise that, that there, there is that is still you, even if only half of them got taken up, that's still a very substantial support to the Irish state from from, from the public in terms of our, uh, yeah. our our arrangements to accommodate Ukrainians. Um, you will have many people who will think that there's certain elements of discrimination, both positive and otherwise, going on here. People who uh, who know that the extent of the, the housing and homelessness problem that we've had in Ireland, there are still close to 10,000 people living in emergency accommodation who haven't had their own turnkey accommodation for, for years and now feel like the state is moving heaven and earth to try and accommodate volumes more Ukrainians when, when they weren't getting it for themselves. And also then on the other side, and you're also the minister responsible for direct provision, um, people who will say, well, why am I stuck in this limbo for years waiting for the opportunity to contribute to Irish society when the door is just being opened to Ukrainians at such an industrial scale? Yeah. Well, look, I, I might take those those two points separately. And, and in terms of uh, Irish people who, who are homeless, uh, as you said, many of whom are living in emergency accommodation at the moment, um, you know, our, our response to Ukrainians is an emergency response. Uh, we're not uh, in a position to provide, as you described it, as turnkey key accommodation for, for Romanian uh, refugees. Um, and as I said, it's likely soon that, that many will will be living in, in, in large-scale uh, accommodation. So Housing for All, which is our strategy to deal with the housing crisis, is absolutely focused on delivering long-term forever homes to people who, 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 are, who are homeless at mm. the moment but, through but, the very but ambitious be, social there, housing targets. But there will be extra competition for the, that housing now because we all know that new housing is precious and the government is, is trying to do what it can, of course, to create that. But then if you have more housing, that there's going to be such more competition for it between those who are already in emergency accommodation who are Irish or who lived here anyway, plus then potentially tens of thousands of Ukrainians in a similar situation. No, I, I I don't believe there will be extra accommodation for I suppose like let's say for example the social housing being being created by either directly by local authorities or or or, or through the, the the approved housing bodies. Um, we're we're looking at different sources of of, of accommodation for Ukrainian refugees. We're, we're we're not looking to to to, to compete the, the the two streams. So the idea um, then being that if someone ends up in Mill Street or in Gormanston, you are hoping that eventually they're able to return to their own country or where are they going to go then long term? Well, look, I, I think that's any Ukrainian I've spoken to, that's their hope as well. Um, I, I think that the vast majority of people who, who are here are here because of the crisis of their country and, and, and they want to leave. They, they want to return home. They want to be able to, to, to rebuild their lives. Um, and that, that's certainly the sense I, I've received from, okay. from, from from anyone so I've spoken to. What about the other competition that I mentioned I, then about direct provision? No, yeah, no, I, I'd like to address the point in direct provision. I suppose the, the first thing to say is we're responding uh, as part of the EU response, which is through the temporary protection directive. So Ukrainians, when they flee Ukraine and, and arrive in the European Union, they are covered by this specific EU law temporary protection directive, giving them access to to employment, giving them access to social services uh, across all of the member states. And that's a recognition that this war 
is on our border and the immediate refugee impact is, is coming into EU member states with millions now in, 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 in Poland, in, 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 uh, in, in Hungary, in, in, in Slovakia. So that's why the, the response is different. It's because this conflict is on our, uh, is on our doorstep. But you know, Gavin, from, from, from speaking before, I and this government recognise the failure of the direct provision system in terms of uh, accommodating for pe- for people accommodation for people coming here to Ireland who are seeking international protection, seeking refugee status, uh, and that's why we brought in the white paper committed to end it. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. why we've also focused on the idea of integrating people who are in direct provision who are awaiting a determination on the, on their status, uh, and that has represented a significant change in the approach. Uh, so it, it's not just a focus on, on, on sure. the accommodation, but it's also on the wider approach yeah, to people uh, and, in Ireland seeking. Uh, and in fairness, sorry to interrupt you, but in fairness, like you, you've been, you've come on this programme before and you've talked about your ambitions to, to try and abolish direct provision as a system entirely and to replace it with something a bit more humane. But I suppose the argument could be made that some of those people who are in direct provision who do eventually then get approval, they get their, their asylum request approved, their granted refugee status, they could be years battling for it versus those in Ukraine who have a, have a spirit of generosity shown towards them where the, the reality of the situation they're fleeing is recognised, whereas somebody coming from Africa maybe has to, to fight and plead to have the state believe them. Well, look, I, I suppose, uh, firstly, people coming from Ukraine have, have got status under the Temporary Protection Directive. It's a one-year status right now. It can be increased up to three years, but but that's the the, the level of which which it's at. It, it, it's not direct. It, it's not full refugee status at this point. Whereas people who are coming here under the international protection system are seeking to be recognised as refugees, and once they get that status, that's not a status that that I suppose ever runs out in the same way that the temporary protection directive status uh, will run out. Uh, you know. Again, the government fully recognises this this idea of waiting five, six, seven years for a uh, for a, a a determination for people who are in direct provision, whether they get refugee status. That's not acceptable. That's why very significant reforms have taken place in the Department of Justice in terms of bringing on new staff, in terms of changing their systems, in terms of allowing for um, uh, online interviewing of people so people can can their their cases can be processed more quickly. So we want to ensure that people's people can get a decision much more quickly but while they're waiting for that decision they have a much better ability to 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 integrate yeah. with irish okay. society rather than being left on the margins which was the case for for too many years uh, just before i let you go can i ask you about one other story which is dominating uh, the news agenda today and that of course is the decision yesterday by the outgoing chief medical officer tony Hulhan not to take up that secondment to trinity college dublin um this all seems to have been handled very very poorly and that it seems that a lot of ministers were kept out of the loop as to a fairly lucrative secondment arrangement being put in place for somebody who clearly wanted out of their current job and had no interest in going back to it. Well, look, I, I think um, I think it's a real pity that that someone of uh, of Tony Houlihan's ability uh, won't be in a position now where they can, I suppose, feed back. Uh, his knowledge, his expertise, his experience in to to new students in in in, in an Irish university, uh, and I think we we need to um, figure out a way where that can be done in, in a manner that's 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 understood to that's felt to be acceptable. 
Uh, like I think Tony Houlihan would have brought when I heard the announcement that he was taking up that position. I, I remember thinking, God, that's a great idea. That's that's someone with real expertise who can now kind of take take that knowledge of public health and and, and give it to mm. give it to to, to students. Yeah, well, as a former academic, then would you would you recommend or would you encourage Trinity or somebody else just to create the job as we all thought it was going to be anyway? Not make it a succumbent, but create this new professorship or some sort of adjunct professorship role, and then to to bring him in that way anyway. I, I, look, I, I think certainly something like that it w- w- would be useful. Um, I, I think, you know, I think what we probably need now is just to sit down and look at that tran- that, that, that transfer from, I suppose, a, a, a civil service position to a position elsewhere within the, the public service, like, uh, like a, a, a public university, and, and see how that can be done in a way that everyone regards as, as transparent and, and everyone regards as fair. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think it is a pity that that expertise is, is, is going to, to, to leave the kind of the public service. Uh, and, and I've no doubt Tony Holohan will be, well, sh- should he choose to, will, will, will be snapped up by, 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 the, by, by, by private enterprise somewhere. Um, and look, I, I, I think the, the, the state will be uh, at a loss for, for, for not having that, that, that expertise in, a, in an educational setting. Okay, we will leave it there. Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth and TD for Dublin West, Roderick O'Gorman. Thank you for joining us this lunchtime on On the Record. Thanks, Gavin. 